Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. Just 11 minutes after the hour of three. Welcome back to the Morning Delight with myself, the amazing Rafile. Um, Yeah, that was Colin Malilek saying more and more. I'm looking forward to spending time with you, family. I'm just excited, just looking forward to your fellowshipping in the world, just speaking and sharing with you, family. I'm excited. The book of Acts is just packed with amazing wisdom. So, my word, so many things that took place in the church, literally so many things that take place amongst ordinary people like you and I, people who literally didn't even get to walk with Jesus when he was still alive. You're Stephen. You know, you, you hear about such great things that Stephen did. Now we're just moving along. There's an introduction of we're just moving into speaking about Paul now, known as uh, was uh, the Apostle Paul. But around that time, he was still known as Saul, the one who was going around murdering Christians, persecuting them and all that. This is just amazing. As we mentioned last week, that you know, it's just so amazing when you think about the fact that the death of Stephen was the birth of the Apostle Paul. That's mind-blowing, literally mind-blowing. It always gets to me all the time. Like, you can just wake me up anytime, like, like wake me up at midnight and say, hey, the, birth of, the, the death of Stephen, I'll be like... You know, he got me there. He got me. Because it's just how phenomenal and how magnificent God works. You know, so many things just happen in our lives. And we find ourselves, you know, just diving in into so many great things that God has promised in our lives. So I'll be using a couple of translation. But I'm going to start off by using... um the the living bible that's a translation that we'll be reading through and then i will be using the amplified version to to unpack the scripture so today we're focusing on the book of acts chapter 8 that's what we are focusing on um when we when we closed down um when we wrapped up the the chapter last week we heard that um we were just speaking on the death of of Stephen we close at the death of Stephen but now in chapter 8 it's a whole new thing it's not like a continuation so we'll just be starting exactly at chapter 8 and just moving forward no no recap or whatsoever because it's not really intertwined in well it is intertwined in the fact that you know what God moves and God is the same and the people are the same people around the same you know uh, time frame and all that just that we are now moving on to um uh, a certain a certain time a certain a certain space rather let's just put it that way moving into the book of acts chapter 8 um from um from verse from verse 1 yes just uh, mentioning the fact that uh when i think let me touch a bit yes let me touch a bit on chapter 7 the last uh verses the last verse in chapter 7 uh says that um they dragged, 58 rather, this is what I want to emphasize on. They dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. The official witnesses took off their coats and laid them at the feet of a young man named Saul. So we know who Saul was. Saul was a soldier, blah, blah, blah. And then he turned into being Apostle Paul. Yet I had it moves along. And then, okay, 59, I'll just read it for the sake of uh, just catching up. As they stoned him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. 60, and he fell to his knees and uh, shouting, Lord, don't charge them with this scene. And with that, he died. 
So moving on to chapter 8, it says, Saul was one of the official witnesses at the killing of Stephen. A great wave of persecution began that day. Literally after Stephen Black was, was gone, like the, the great wave of persecution literally began that day. Just uh, gives you an, uh, like, uh, an insight and a reminder of what happens in China, you know, how Christians are persecuted in China and other countries as well. You know, it's not only China that is uh, where Christians are being persecuted. It's also um, other countries in in. Yeah, other yeah, other countries that do not believe in Jesus that are led by um uh, certain types of religions, you know, people are being persecuted. We also heard a couple of years ago about um, you know, a certain movement that was persecuting um Christians, you know. Uh Christian like in Africa, like in Nigeria we heard of them. In Kenya as well, like in uh adversity, like all the Christians were being persecuted and, and killed and as well. Uh, so uh, verse 1 continues by saying, Sweeping over the church in Jerusalem, all the believers except the apostles fled into Judea and Samarai. Some godly men came and buried witness with loud, uh, and buried Stephen with loud weeping. So Stephen was, was buried. Saul was going everywhere to uh, devastate the church. He went from house to house, dragging out both men and women to throw them into jail. So we can see that this is someone who is bold enough and who is uh, fearless and who, yeah, he's fierce. Like literally he is fierce. So this is, there's a certain character in him, you know. So now he's using that, that God has placed in him to what, to persecute the church. But I am looking forward to see how God will use what is still in him, but to fight for the church and be for the church and be anti like anti everything that is like and not persecute the church but still use the same perseverance the same you know fierceness the same fearlessness the boldness and the courage that he that he is showcasing here to you know uh speak the truth without compromise and uh verse four but the believers who had fled jerusalem went everywhere preaching the good news about jesus Philip, was, for example, went to the city of Samarai and told the people there about the Messiah. Crowds listened uh, intently to what he had to say because of the miracles he did. So Philip was also one of the people who actually uh, performed miracles through the power of the Holy Spirit. We get that. Let me just continue before we, we unpack it. Uh, and then let's just you know some of the things that were happening. So we will be focusing into... Great things. Let's listen to Naizim saying Jehovah reads happily. Share our passion for life on 657 AM. Welcome back to the morning delight. That was Greg Ombata saying Ngapomula. And before that, I played you Naizim saying Jehovah reads happily. Now we are literally just moving straight into the word. Literally reading the whole uh, Acts 8 and then just coming back to unpack it as well. Hope you were excited and like, yeah, hope you enjoyed that short summary and the intro that I was, you know, just working on, just building up on. And yeah, let's just go straight into it. Acts chapter 8 from verse 1 and all the way till the last verse, which is verse 40. So that is what we'll be reading on and then from there we'll be unpacking it uh, verse by verse and and part and all that then we'll just be you know yeah clarifying certain things that need clarity and just you know emphasizing on certain things that need emphasis as well 
Tsisal was one of the official witnesses at the killing of Stephen. A great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem and all the believers except the apostles fled into Judea and Samaria. Some godly men came and buried Stephen with loud weeping. Saul was going everywhere to devastate the church. He went from house to house, dragging out both men and women to throw them into jail. But the believers who had fled Jerusalem went everywhere preaching the good news about Jesus. Philip, for example, went to the city of Samaria and told people there about the Messiah. Crowds listened intently to what he had to say because of the miracles he did. Many evil spirits were cast out, screaming as they left their victims, and many who had been paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. A man named Simon, uh, or Simon rather, had been a sorcerer there for many years, claiming to be someone great. The Samaritan people, from the least to the greatest, often, often spoke to him as the great one, the power of God. He was very influential because of the magic he performed. But now the people believed Philip's message of good news concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. As a result, many men and women were baptized. Then Simon uh, himself believed and was baptized. He began following Philip wherever he went, and he was amazed by great miracles and signs Philip performed. When the apostles back in Jerusalem had of the great of the people of Samaria had accepted God's message, they sent Peter and John there. As soon as they arrived, they prayed for those new Christians to receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them, for they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands upon these believers and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Holy Spirit was given when the apostles placed their hands upon people's heads, he offered money to buy this power. Let me have this power too, he exclaimed, so that when I lay my hands on people, they will receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter replied, May your money perish with you for thinking God's gift can be bought. You can have no part in this, for your heart is not right before God. Turn from your wickedness and pray to the Lord. Perhaps he will forgive your evil thoughts. For I can see that you are full of bitterness and held captive by sin. Pray to the Lord for me, Simon exclaimed, that these terrible things won't happen to me. After testifying and preaching the word of the Lord in Samaria, Peter and John returned to Jerusalem and they stopped in many Samaritan villages along the way to preach the good news to them too. As for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, Go south down the desert road that, lead, that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he did and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, an, an eunuch of great authority under the queen of Ethiopia. The eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and he was now returning seated in his carriage. He was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, Go over and walk along, along be, beside the carriage. Philip ran over and had the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. So he asked, Do you understand what you are reading? The man replied, How can I when there is no one to instruct me? And he begged Philip to come up into the carriage and sit with him. The passage of the scripture he had been reading was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamp is silent before the shears. He did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch said Philip was Isaiah. To, the Philip uh, asked Philip, 
was Isaiah talking about himself or someone else? So Philip began with the same scripture and then used many others to tell him the good news about Jesus. As they rode along, they came to some water and the eunuch said, Look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? Verse 37, And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, if you have a conviction full of joyful trust, that Jesus is the Messiah and accept him as the author of your salvation in the kingdom of God, giving him your obedience, then you may. And he replied, I do believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. He ordered the courage to stop and they went down into the water and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught Philip away. The Enoch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Meanwhile, Philip found himself further north at the city of Azotas. He preached the good news there and in every city along the way until he came to uh, Caesarea. This is this is just amazing. You know, it just just speaks of how just how amazing everything is and how you know you just get to experience people. God just sends people to you. You know, you get saved, you get baptized, and you end up, you know, understanding things in the word that you didn't understand. Hence, we say in glory of the last days, you know, we say that, Lord, you know, he is good. You know, he is, there's no one greater than him. You know, he speaks all truth. You know, he is uh, the one who does all, all good, you know, for us. Let's listen to Andy like Amajola saying Omorena Wamarena. I hope you enjoy this amazing uh, song because surely he is the Lord of Lords. It's here. Radio Pulpit's new website is live. You can tune in at radiopulpit.co.za and enjoy crystal clear sound with just a click of a button or listen to our podcasts. Discover biblical truths in our daily devotionals and let our stories of hope inspire you. You can download our app on this new look easy to use platform. Find your favorite program, get to know our presenters and so much more at radiopulpit.com. .co.za Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. You're at 657 AM. Radio with the truth in its voice. Oh, welcome back. That was Andilika Majola saying Omorena Wamarena. Welcome back. If you just joined us, this is the Morning Delight uh, with you every Sunday morning between 3 and 5 a.m. Um, you can also catch us on DSTV channel audio at 882 alternatively stream us online on www.radiopulpit.co.za or also download our app um, on your app store or play store just to stay tuned with us just to always have us uh, have access to us all the time on the move wherever you are and just yeah being excited to being uh, part of this amazing show and understanding that you know what we we are doing great things we're doing amazing things so, yeah, I'm just excited to be here with you. Uh, yeah, just um, 20 minutes before the hour 4 a.m. And yeah, I was just delighted to spend time in the Word of God and hear what God has deposited into our hearts. Having read the scripture then and now just, you know, using this time to take the scripture and break it apart and just break it up and understanding what is going on and like starting up you know, and just listening and hearing and reading about how immediately after the death of 
um, the immediately after the death of Stephen, Asahu, who was also known as the Apostle Paul, just went out into persecuting uh, Christians. And also us understanding that, you know what, in this life, we're going to be persecuted because of believing in God. We're going to be persecuted because we're doing things differently and we need to be able to come to a point where we are okay with that and understanding that you know what even if people persecute me for my faith people persecute me because i believe that christ uh is the only way to to get to god there is no other way to get to god uh, except for christ you know may being at peace with that and understanding that and not trying to even shy away from it you know and also praying for boldness you know we we read um a couple of weeks ago uh where we were speaking about the apostles uh praying for boldness so that they can speak the world boldly and be able to speak the truth boldly and also with the help of the holy spirit that's how we are able to do this and it's very essential because as we read along we hear that through the holy spirit whoever was seeing this through the holy spirit whoever was seeing this and that, that should just help us i mean it should help us understand that you know what we cannot get far without the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit help because on our own, our strength cannot carry us through. On our own, our strength cannot ensure that, you know, we get through to the following day. Our strength cannot even ensure that, you know, you get through the whole day without eating or doing certain things. Like we even see the power of the Holy Spirit when we are on a fast. You know, you you you, you find yourself going the whole day without eating through going like the whole 21 days being on a fast and your body is just being elevated and all that. And we we, we hear so many uh, testimonies that come with you just being faithful, you just, you know, being obedient to the word of God and boldness. It's very important for us to be bold. You know, it's very important for us to, to learn, to get, to endure when it comes to the word of God. And in all that, you know, we, we get to be better people. We get to, you know, go out there and understand that, you know what, this is the God that we serve and in it's only in him that, you know, we get to experience the truth. It's in him that we get to understand that, you know what, our lives are supposed to be centered around a similar, a specific way. It is in him that we get the core DNA of our lives. Like you do not know how to live until you read the word of God. It is in the word of God that you get to know your identity. It's in the word of God that you get to know, you know, and see the fulfillment of scripture that says that it's in him that we move and breathe and have our being. You move in God. You you have your being in Christ. You you live. It's in Christ. Everything is centered around him. But if you're trying to identify yourself and your personality and your purpose and who you genuinely are outside the word of God, you'll end up being confused you'll end up falling in the trap of just conforming to the standards of the world when the bible itself tells us do not conform to the image of this world do not conform to everything that has to do with the world because the world is your enemy the world persecuted me the world is fighting me the world doesn't love me the world doesn't care about me Understanding that as well, you know, just helps us to put into perspective greater things that, you know, that has been put in place, that have been put in line, that will help us as well to be great people, to be better people, you know, because you get to understand that no matter what anybody says, if you are true and you understand, if God is saying that you are more than a conqueror, that you are, if God is saying that I love you, you know you are loved, no matter how many people reject you, you know that you are loved by God and that is where you find your identity in. 
You find comfort in the fact that God loves you and you stop depending on the love of man. You stop depending on things that do not grow you. You stop depending on things that do not even benefit you in any way. I mean, we are so focused on getting the love of, of, of man and validation from man to a point that when we die, we actually, you know, we, 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 we die from pain of not being loved. But then that doesn't matter because... It's in the afterlife that the love of God still remains and the love of man doesn't really matter. The love of God is the one that takes you to the afterlife. It's the one that, you know, the love of God is the reason that Christ came and died on the cross for us. Because John 3 verse 16 tells us that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God loved us before the foundations of the earth. Before he could even say, you know what, I am doing this and that. He loved you. He cared for you. So understanding that for he loved the world. The world that really literally just crucified his son. That killed him. The world that just killed the son. And, if, and knowing and understanding that you know what, Christ resurrected on the third day it's very important because we can't just say that he died the fulfillment and the power of God is seen at the resurrection of Christ when the world thought that they were done with you when the world thought that they were done with Jesus the power of the Holy Spirit raised him from the dead the power of God raised him from the dead when people thought that they were done with you when people thought that it is over God came in and literally just gave you that resurrection of something that was dead in you something that was dead a couple of days ago God came in resurrected it and gave you a jump start and literally said you know what with my child it doesn't end yet let us move forward let us continue on this journey you are important to me i love you i care for you you are for me i i made you i created you for my purpose i created you for me therefore do not die empty do not die without fulfilling your purpose i urge you do not die without fulfilling your purpose be like stephen he literally even prayed for the people who literally stoned him to death. He literally said, forgive them for they do not understand. Forgive them for what they are doing. You know, we need to come to a point where we ask, you know, we, we say such things, forgive them, Lord, for what they are doing, for they don't understand. They think they are in the right. They think, you know, they have things figured out, but it's not true. That's not what's really happening. You know, and understanding that and just being true to yourself as well. Ensure we are better people. We'll ensure that, you know, we have a phenomenal walk with God. We'll ensure that, you know, your your journey with God is literally accurate and outstanding. And I just, you know, want to encourage someone out there who feels like, you know, they are down and out. That, you know what? God is not done with you. Go seek him. Go to the face of the Lord. Go seek him. Go back to him. He is the one who created you after all. He is the one who has, who knows your DNA. He is the one who knows what ticks you off and what doesn't. Allow him to alter everything in your life. He will ensure that, you know what? Everything in your life aligns to the perfect piece of the puzzle that he had intended for you, for your life. He created for you to prosper. The book of Psalms tells us that God delights when his children prosper. You know what? He delights when you prosper. There is no way that you can stay and say, you know what? I didn't. I, I'm just called. I'm a Christian. And I'm called not to prosper. And what? God delights when his children prosper. Keep that in mind and just stay in tune and be in right standing with him. Let's listen to Elijah saying as Godini and we'll be back to just continue just unfolding the scriptures many people across south africa are being blessed and encouraged by the radio pulpit devotional magazine the word for today 
This publication places the gospel of Jesus Christ in the hands of more than 100,000 people every day, inspiring every person, from the professional businessman to the needy person who lives in the streets. Each edition contains daily scripture-based devotionals and inspiring articles to help you grow spiritually. The booklet is given with the compliments of Radio Pulpit, but your donation, large or small, will help us to print the next edition and continue being the hope of the gospel to a world in desperate need. The Word for Today. Get yours today on 012-334-1200 or subscribe online at www.radiopulpit.co.za Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. Our family is just getting bigger and bigger. Welcome to 657 AM. Welcome back. That was uh, Elijah saying Esgodini. And of course, this is Radio Pulpit on 6, 5, 7 a.m. You can also catch us on DSTV channel audio 882. Alternatively, you can also stream us online on www.radiopulpit.co.za or just download our app for easier convenience. My name is Rafili and I'm with you every Sunday morning between 3 and 5 a.m. on this amazing show called The Morning Delight, where we delight in the Word of God. We pray together, we fellowship together, share the Word together. As we continue, we're going to be unwrapping the the book of Acts uh, chapter 8 going verse by verse until we are done with it and just talking about and understanding where, where God is taking us, where God is leading us and just, you know, uh, being stewards for for Christ through His Word as well, and as I'm speaking about it, I hope it will encourage you to be better people, family. I hope we will allow the Word to work in us and not just hear the Word and allow it to get out of our ears and out of our lives without implementing what has been said. So I'll be using um the the translation, the Living Bible translation, as a way to just unravel this right. So Acts chapter 8, um, starting off from verse 1. So Saul was one of the official uh, witnesses at the killing of Stephen. A great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem and all the believers except the apostles. You know, they fled into Judea and Samarai. And uh, with this, we can already tell that, you know what, that Saul was the one who was at the forefront of, you know, this whole persecution that is taking place in Jerusalem at this day and time. Like that is taking place in Jerusalem around the the season of what was going on in the book of Acts. Looking at it, we understand that, you know what, uh, I know we mentioned earlier on that, you know, the death of Stephen was the beginning of Saul, of of uh, Apostle Paul. That is something that, you know, we, we need to keep at the back of our minds that it was through the death of Stephen that the 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 birth of uh Paul like uh began it transpired it took place, and looking at it here, he was one of the people who was at the forefront of persecuting people, persecuting Christians, and now we read that you know what that this this person is doing this. I know that as we move along, a lot of things are gonna change, and I know that it's it's kind of confusing for other people how this guy was Saul. you know um one thing that I've learned today morning was that. As I was, uh, you know, uh, coming here on my way here, I learned that it is very important and very crucial for us not to assume that people know the word. But it's very important for us to go through the word 
word by word so that even those who do not know the word do not get confused and they get to understand where you are coming from. They get to understand what you're talking about. They get to meet you at the point where you are because they now understand the background of the story. So as we move along, verse 2 says, Some godly men came and buried Stephen while loud weep, with loud weeping. I mean, I would be one of the people who weeps loudly. For someone to die like from being stoned, I can't even be, begin to imagine what had happened there. But then we see in verse 7 that actually um, Stephen gave his life up. Like literally Stephen, like we, we see that, that how he died wasn't just... Him saying, ah, people having uh, control of, of what's going on. Because we see in the previous chapter, uh, the last two verses where he says, As they stoned uh, him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. So we can tell that as they were stoning him, he asked for, for Christ to receive his spirit. So meaning that they, he could have felt the pain when they started stoning him, but he, he died a long time ago. People just thought that, ah, no, they're busy stoning him and they're thinking they actually killed him. But his spirit has already been received by Christ. You know, those are just some of the things that, you know, you get to see that this person was received by Christ long before these people even noticed that, you know what, uh, we are busy killing him, we are stoning him. But then them stoning him, then thinking they have control, that was just their way. I mean, he had to die so that the Apostle Paul would come up i mean we have so many books written in the new testament that have been written by him and so if that hadn't happened like when where when were we gonna have the apostle paul when are we gonna have such writings you know verse 60 says and then he fell to his knees shouting lord jesus don't charge them with this sin and with that he died that's all he said he even prayed for the people who were persecuting him like how many of us can actually do that how many of us can actually come out of ourselves and just say you know what this is personal death this is me dying to self and in all this i am saying lord jesus help me protect me cover me uh, be at the forefront of everything that I am doing. Lord, I ask you to protect me, to be with me, to ensure that things are happening uh, your way in my life. And I'm just grateful because of one, two, three, you know, that is happening. And I want to pray for all the people who have hurt me. You know, whether they know or they don't know, that's fine. I'm just praying that Lord help me, like the Lord forgive them and also help me to forgive them as well. And Lord, don't charge them with the sin that they're doing. And let them learn to serve you even more with all that they did. How many of us can actually, you know, come out and say that, you know what, we pray for our enemies. Like as much as they are there, but then I come in and say that, you know what, Lord, let your will be done. Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How many of us can boldly say that and say it from a place of love, not just saying it because, you know, people are watching it or you're trying to please someone, but saying it from a place of love. From that point, you're saying it from that kind of place and not just, you know, uh, saying certain things because you are confused and you don't understand what's going on. So Vestre tells us that Saul was going everywhere to de devastate the church. He went from house to house, dragging out both men and women to throw them into jail. 
So this guy, he literally was in it, hey, for the long run. He literally wanted people gone. He wanted them away. He wanted nothing to do with them. He just wanted them dead. And we see it here in Vestri, where it says that Saul was going everywhere to devastate the church. He went from house to house, dragging out both men and women. Like, it's a matter of coming to your house, knock, knock, are you Christian? Do you know Christ? Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you believe he's the Messiah? And then the minute you say yes, they take you and throw you to prison. And I believe the world is, is slowly going into that direction, right? And those are just some of the things that we are we are losing sight of as children of God, that we should we should be watchful and praying. The Bible tells us that, you know, watch and pray, watch and pray. But how many of us as believers literally do that? How many of us actually get to say, you know what, I have been watchful, I have been praying, and I am on the lookout to see what God has has done and what God is still going to do, you know, in this time and place and in this season. This is just some of the things that, you know, we easily forget about, things that, you know, we, we sometimes do don't even focus on or even try to yeah to put more emphasis on let's listen to anita wilson saying have your way and we'll be back to continue speaking about the amazing word of god no hassles no frills it's just sounds full of life on 657 a.m